Hello, welcome to Block 101. David Lynham here with another episode for you. Um, and this one is all about how to sell more hospitality for your football matches, rugby matches, sports events, whatever it may be. Um, this one's inspired actually by um, a question I got. So this is a new new dynamic to the show, listener questions. We've made it, we got big. Uh, so this one's for Ross. He sent me a message the other day uh, through LinkedIn asking if I could share some tips and tricks, I think was the way that he phrased it, for selling more hospitality. Um, I wouldn't go as far as to say that I can trick people into buying stuff, that might be a little bit unethical, Um, but definitely uh, we help clubs that we work with to sell hospitality packages. Um, You know, a lot of people, when I talk about this, uh, they're a bit surprised, they think, you know, clubs lower down the football pyramid don't have a need or sometimes don't have the facilities even uh, to deliver hospitality um, well you're wrong they do and they do it really well actually a lot of them so um, yeah we definitely help them to do it uh, I've got a few things how many have I got here about 10 things um, that we've seen we've helped people to do we've noticed over the years we've been doing it uh, so maybe this will be useful maybe not but it definitely um, it hopefully will provide some kind of value i think um so this is my new thing you know i get messages a lot from people asking you know to pick my brain on stuff um and it used to really anger me if i'm honest uh because you know i always say you know it's i've spent a lot of time building up um experience and, and and knowledge and you know, can I pick your brain normally sounds like, can I have something for free? But I'm going to turn these sorts of opportunities into podcasts so I can at least get the maximum benefit out of um, sharing some of this information um, because, you know, it's good to, to share a little bit. Um, but also, you know, if I do this on a one-to-one basis, then that's going to have to come at a cost. So I think everyone else can benefit from the question as well. Um, so to kind of kick off or set the scene on this one I don't talk about this an awful lot um, but in between that period of of my career when I I got made redundant from the old Wembley Stadium um, back in I think it was 2000 and um, there was a probably a four or five month period where I had another job I don't ever talk about because uh, it was it was not that great um, but basically I was selling hospitality uh, to companies uh, for an agency. Um, I would go as far as to say, I would question how official some of this hospitality may have been. Um, But nevertheless, it was a a job and um, I did it for a few months before I went off to Greece for the summer. Um, And it was was great uh, in terms of building up my rejection level tolerance it was boiler room sales it was you know you know you got in trouble if you didn't make enough calls every day you had to be on the phone constantly trying to get through you know proper cold calling getting through gatekeepers getting through to people that were perceived to be decision makers pitching them these hospitality options and often getting hung up on or in some cases sworn at and then hung up on um and yeah you know it wasn't a great job i made a little bit of money whilst i did it um, but you know, it definitely served a purpose. Um, so that was my kind of my introduction into the hospitality world. Uh, it's fair to say um, that's not what I'm going to be talking about on this podcast in terms of just get on the phones. It's a numbers game um, and badger people into buying stuff until they say yes. 
Uh, it's probably not the best way of going about it. You don't win many friends. You don't build up much trust that way. Um, so we're going to talk about some of the things that uh, I've seen in the last few years working with, with clubs further down the football pyramid um, that may be useful to you if you're thinking about um, or you need some, some help or some ideas for, for shifting more hospitality tickets for your events. Um, so the first thing that I would say is, and I see this a lot um, when people are, are advertising their hospitality offerings, is be really careful about the whole scarcity thing. I know a lot of people say scarcity makes people act quickly, um, and it does. I think there's definitely a place for it. My tip on this one is just don't go too early um, because... Uh, you're going to look a little bit silly if, you know, six months later, you're still saying last few tickets available, we're almost sold out. You know, people aren't silly um, and they pick up on this stuff. So using scarcity as your, your initial tactic, I don't think is a very wise maneuver. Um, so be careful with the way you position it. Um, I think, you know, if what you have to sell has a little bit more value, you don't need to resort to scarcity straight away. Um, obviously, as you do get closer to sell out, it is also your obligation to tell people you're almost sold out. Um, but don't go with that as like your initial pitch because uh, quite often you're going to get found out. That goes for match tickets as well, to be honest. Um, we've had a couple of clubs this year that have gone down that route and quite rightly, some supporters have said, well, actually, it doesn't look like you're that sold out. So why are you telling us that, you know, the game's almost sold out? Um, because, you know supporters they're, they're they're clever people you know they they, they can tell uh, what is likely to happen in terms of ticket sales um, so going down that scarcity first route is a big no-no for me um, people don't need to be tricked into buying things um, I always say the the onus is on us to, to sort of show them something valuable something exciting that makes them want to buy um, so I kind of I would go down that approach first um, the next point then is to think about accessibility to the package that you're selling. So uh, how much information can you give? Um, how can you get someone excited? How can you really sell the value of the package? What is it I'm going to get that's going to make this a special, memorable day, memorable occasion, um, something that I want to be at? Is there a certain experience that comes with it? Is there maybe certain limited merchandise or, or something else that, that I get as part of this package? What does the day look like? Sort of sell that to me. What is the, the, the day gonna be like from start to finish? Let me picture it, let me see it, and give me no option but to want to buy it by the, the time I've finished reading the pitch or you've, you've told me about what's gonna happen, who I'm gonna meet, the timings around things, what's on the menu, all of these things you know, helps to paint a better picture. Um, for someone who's potentially going to buy it. Um, so how do you make that accessible? Well, obviously you can uh, do all of that online and that's a, a good place to start. It might be over the phone. You might be telling someone, talking someone through um, what that all looks like to them. Um, you know, sometimes people will need a bit of time to sit and think and process all of this because quite often with hospitality, you're talking about um, a fair bit of cash, uh, a fair bit of outlay. Um, you may not always be talking to the person who will make the final decision um, because people are employed to sort out hospitality on behalf of companies, for example. Um, so, you know, this whole thing, you know, I was trained when I was doing hospitality sales was to get through to the decision maker at all costs. 
And sometimes you just end up annoying that person because they've actually got a team of people in place to do all of this for them and you end up getting bumped back to them and they will make the decision on behalf of this person because uh, they've got the authority to do so. But sometimes they just need to sit and assess their options. Um, so going for that hard sell and that pushy sell, um, again, big no-no from me. But accessibility to all of that information is really important. Uh, paint that picture, let them see what they're gonna get, you know, tell them about the experience of the day. Uh, maybe there's some testimonials from people that have been through um, the package before, and you know, maybe you've got some great quotes and some great imagery you can use to, again, paint that picture for them and get them understanding what it is they're gonna, gonna get on the day. Um, so the next one for me is, is more focused on online sales. Um, and this is a, a bit of an experiment we've been running probably this season actually. Um, and we've been trying a few different things with the different clubs that we work with just to see what works best. And so in the early days, we had one very specific way of uh, positioning hospitality on, on our product. Um, and so we would have a separate area for hospitality. We'd be very, uh, it's sort of dedicate a page if you like, like I said in the last point, sort of painting the picture. This is what you get on the day. This is the rough timing. This is what will happen. This is the menu. Um, and it was a separate area of, of, the, of the site basically. Um, and that worked okay, but you know, it wasn't always, you know, we weren't always selling out hospitality for every match. Um, then we started to play around with a few things and started to integrate hospitality on the, the sort of general match ticket pages as well. Um, and we saw a huge increase in take up game by game um, by sort of making the two coexist together. So, you know, what we could only assume, and then we did a bit more testing just to see if this was the case, but people that weren't necessarily going to the site to buy hospitality stumbled across it because they were looking at buying their match tickets and then saw, oh, this hospitality option, what's this about? And then subsequently purchased that instead. Um, made a huge difference, a huge difference. Um, so we kind of played around with it a little bit more and started doing a bit more of this with other clubs. And you know, 100% now, um, I see much better conversions uh, where you've got match tickets and hospitality all existing in the same place you then, I guess, broaden it to more people who weren't necessarily going to the site to buy hospitality, but stumble across it and it looks attractive, it's well-priced, um, and it almost becomes a bit of an impulse purchase then where they start to um, think, well, actually, you know, for an extra few quid, I can, I can upgrade, I can get all of these other extra things, I'm going to the game anyway, maybe it's a special occasion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and you sell more. Um, so that was a, a big learning for us uh, so the back end of last year and certainly this year um, and I think from next season we're going to be encouraging a lot of our clubs um, to go down that route of just sort of putting everything together if it's around a match whether it's match tickets or hospitality put them all in one place because you've got more eyeballs on it and you're going to get a few more impulse purchases and now we've got the data that backs that up as well. So the next one, uh, local business. So particularly lower down the football pyramid, clubs rely on the, um, the input of local businesses um, for a lot of their hospitality sales. Um, and it's not just about picking up the phone and pitching it to them and cold calling local business to buy some hospitality packages. This is more about getting local businesses to feel part of the club, to be included. Um, and building relationships with them 
over the course of what is for a lot of clubs like years and years um, of relationship building. Um, so how do you go about this? So things like networking clubs, so breakfast networking clubs um, at football clubs is a really common thing, obviously. Um, but going a step further and tying some of that into more like a, a membership whereby as a result of you know being a member in this networking club you've also got access to hospitality maybe it's part of a membership fee maybe it's discounted um, hospitality because you're part of the networking club um, it's again just a way of making the the local businesses in the community feel like more of a part of the club um, there's obviously got to be something in it for for both parties um, but it's a great way you know the local businesses get involved they can obviously network with other businesses there's obviously uh, an opportunity there to do something with the club as well and there's that feeling of, of a sort of mutual um, benefit on both sides um, local businesses again you know will always be interested I think in, in hospitality um, with their football club because it's a, a great sort of way of entertaining their clients as well so long as the hospitality is, is decent um, but you know it's another way of being able to support other local businesses you know vice versa and so they can start to bring their clients to a match entertain them whilst they're there um, and it's a great networking opportunity for everyone as well um, so if you know if your club isn't already hosting these sort of breakfast meetups or they don't have a business club already you're you're massively overlooking a huge opportunity there um, so you know I'm not I'm not trying to sort of um, teach you how to do your jobs um, but it's definitely something we see having huge success at all the clubs that we work with that do this uh, and the ones that don't I'm always on at them saying you know if, if you're not doing this you know we've seen this club and this club and this club uh, have great success with it um, so the next one then is about knowing who it's for knowing who's going to value it so when you're selling hospitality packages the worst thing you can do is this whole spray and pray approach you know we've got this hospitality buy it buy it buy it buy it just to everybody because it's it's not for everybody um, and so one of the first things we try and work out with a club is who is it really for and making sure that we are helping them to focus on the right sorts of people um, you know we've done a little bit and worked with some clubs to do a little bit of research when they've, they've kicked off new hospitality programs um, you know and not to sort of generalize but you know we found that a lot of the hospitality um, buyers if you like are people that are probably I guess 40 upwards you know again generally um, and sometimes it's just because you know I can't be bothered to stand in a huge crowd and have to queue for some food or to get a beer I just want to be able to get access to a private bar where I can get served quickly where I can have a nice seat to watch the game and you know I'm not in amongst all of the crowds and sometimes that's just what people want so you know you once you know that you can tailor a hospitality package um, for that specific type of person sometimes it's more aimed at uh, businesses where you know they they specifically want to use hospitality as a means of entertainment um, for their clients so that's where you might then start thinking about the sort of the sit down element proper you know three course meal um, table service slightly nicer facilities um, you might want to sort of include an amount of free drink as well you know all of these things are, are optional of course in terms of the way you, you structure the packages but knowing who's going to use it and what they're there for and understanding that typical sort of the demographic if you like 
that's going to help you to sell more because obviously if you're pitching something the wrong group of people you're not going to get much take up and you're probably not going to sell a lot of hospitality so knowing who it's for knowing the value that they're looking for super super important so tied into that one is then thinking about you know maybe you want levels different types of hospitality packages different sorts of prices um, we've worked with a couple of clubs this season to introduce what I call like entry-level hospitality where you know really what you're paying for is like I alluded to in that last point it's just access to a bar that's not as busy as the others maybe a little bit of food before or at half time um, and that's it you know a decent or, or at least a guaranteed seat for the game uh, and, and that's all I'm after um, and that for some people is a, a nice way of sort of getting them introduced to just you know a little bit of hospitality at a game um, and that's like a nice entry level it's a way of getting people in um, you may go for something a little bit bigger where you've got a bit more of a formal setting uh, and that's okay as well but again you know if, if this is completely new if you've not done this before then maybe starting with that entry level option um, where you tie it in with some, you know, uh, we've got one club actually that do um, drink as much as you like uh, before, during and after the game. Um, and that doesn't get messy at all, honest. Um, they don't do it for every game, but I think they've kind of used scarcity there to their advantage where they might do this for uh, sort of three or four games uh, a season. It's now become infamous and they are never short of people who want to take this up. Um, so they'll pay an amount of money and you basically turn up to the club as soon as the turnstiles open and you can drink as much as you want um, in the run up to the game. I think there's some food included in there as well. It's probably quite yeah, safe if you do that. Um, and you can eat and drink as much as you want whilst the game's happening and then until the stadium closes which is normally about an hour after the game. Um, so you can get huge value for that. Normally the people that, that take that up, it's off, often it's you know, companies will do that as like a, a bit of a team building exercise, a bit of an away day kind of thing, um, that it's become really, really popular. And by not doing it for every game, I think they've actually added more value to it there because when they, they launch these, um, these products, you know, there's huge demand for it because they don't happen every week. Um, so the next one then is around deals. So everybody loves a deal. So um, think about how much people are spending and, and what they're gonna get for that. And obviously people will love to be rewarded the more that they spend. So if you can you know, cut into a little bit of your margin and give people better prices and help people to um, ease that decision-making process, then is there a way that you can cut a nice deal for them if maybe they're buying multiple packages across multiple games, um, bundling things up so that they feel like they're getting you know, a really good price for, for the amount that they're buying. Um, you're obviously gonna encourage people, you can incentivize people to spend more that way as well. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I think people will always value that if you're able to put a nice bundle together that would encourage them to buy a little bit more than um, than they had planned to, but the price is so good, the deal is so good, they couldn't possibly resist, then that will go a long way as well. So, you know, people love to buy, they hate to be sold to, but they love to buy. So make sure you could think about, you know, a nice deal for um, multiple games, multiple hospitality packages, um, and, and putting a, a nice price around that for them as well. Uh, next point, upsells. So, um, we've got one club, maybe two now actually, who often um, look at dates of births 
uh, and so they'll work out if they've got supporters um, with a birthday in some of the upcoming months or if they are going to hit a milestone birthday as well they'll look for that and they'll get in contact with them directly um, and offer them a hospitality upgrade which I think is great in terms of a personal touch um, you know it works really well for them as well so yeah fantastic way of being able to um, increase your hospitality numbers by sort of going out sort of outbound really uh, and getting in touch with people that say look we know we've seen from our records it's your 30th birthday coming up uh, we'd love to invite you to um, be a guest in our hospitality suite at you know a game of your choice that month um, and maybe they might even do a special price for them or you know allow them a few extra places that kind of thing if you want to bring your family and your friends and make a day of it um, which is brilliant you know and people really value that personal touch of course so tying your outbound campaigns with people's special occasions um, I think is a great way of doing it so birthdays is the one that we uh, we see a couple of clubs using quite a lot um, with great success as well. So obviously that's where kind of going back to some of the other things that I've spoken about on the podcast, making sure you've got the, the right data on your supporters becomes important. And obviously, you know, you can't force that out of them, but obviously the more data you've got on people, the more things you can do, the clever things you can do, the more you can use it. Um, also, upselling with match tickets. Now, I know a lot of suppliers won't thank me for that one, because that's, I know from years gone by, has been something that people have always asked for, um, and it's been very difficult for a lot of suppliers to deliver. Um, so I'm talking about this, because now we can do it. So it's all good. Um, so upselling with match tickets, I think, is a great way. Um, it's a little bit like I spoke about in one of the previous points, sort of positioning your hospitality with your match tickets. Um, the, this is a slight spin on that where, you know, you get someone into a purchase process, they're buying a match ticket, and before they get to the checkout, you know, you present that option to them. Would you like to upgrade on this match ticket for an extra 10, 15 pounds, whatever it might be, to our lower level hospitality. You probably wouldn't call it lower level, um, but you might upgrade you know, on the match ticket, the generic match ticket experience. Um, again, this is something we're trialing at the moment. So we've introduced upsells uh, into our products. Uh, oh God, it must be about six weeks or so ago now. We're trying it with things like merchandise. We're trying it with hospitality, just to see what works basically. Um, and there's a lot of trial and error going on at the moment, but the beauty of that is at some point in the near future, we'll find that sweet spot and then we can start to share that information with the rest of our clients so that they can all benefit as well. Um, so, you know, if someone's buying a match ticket, they're obviously interested in going to the match. The key then is to upsell the hospitality associated with it to make that match day experience better. Now, some people will have no interest in upgrading to hospitality at all because they then it's just not what they want. Other people, you know, if you're getting older like me now and I'm like, oh, I don't want to stand in a crowd of people, I don't want to wait for a bar, I'm just generally a bit miserable, then, you know, that could be for me. So um, it's something we're playing around with, definitely upselling uh, in the purchase process. There's a, a lot of power in that. Um, so I guess as I find out more about that, maybe I'll share a bit more in a future episode with you. Um, and then the final one is sort of the repeat purchase or season style tickets, hospitality. We have done something with one club actually now for two seasons where they have like a hospitality voucher. 
Um, so sort of using it as a gift or a way of gifting. So people might not know what match they want to buy, but they can buy a voucher. Uh, so we do it for a club that allows uh, up to four people. Uh, and we can do it in such a way that it allows um, someone to use all four places for one match, or they might want to redeem two for one match and two for another, or maybe they just want to go on their own and they have four separate matches all in hospitality. Um, but it's a voucher product, and so you can uh, buy that for someone as a gift, or maybe you are a company and you just want to have that voucher there as part of your entertainment budget. Um, and so then, you know, you can use it as and when you need to throughout the year, throughout the season. Um, and so that kind of almost sort of non-committal, but I, I know I want some hospitality, but I'm not entirely when for yet, but I will pay for it now and then redeem it later. That's been really, really popular. Um, it's been a great way for clubs to get the money in the bank early. And it's been a great way then for people to say, yes, I'm, I'm definitely interested, but I'm not sure what for yet. Um, so it kind of works both ways. And you may incentivize that, you may slightly discount the price because someone's you know, buying a, in bulk. So we do it in fours, but there's nothing to say why you know, we couldn't change that or have another voucher that allows you to do it in tens or twenties, whatever the number needs to be. Um, the other one is obviously the, the season style hospitality. So if you want, you know, this is probably more um, for like local business where they do want to commit, you know, we'll probably go to 15 games throughout the season. So you might want to introduce some kind of season style approach where, you know, it's like a season ticket, but it's for the hospitality areas. And again, there's a much better price because you're committing up front to a load of games. Um, so all of these things, you know, can be a, a great way to get money in the bank a lot sooner um, for, for you know, the season and for the club. So that was a bit of a whistle-stop tour. Um, of these are the things that I've seen our, uh, our clubs do and have some success with. Some of these, as I've mentioned, we're, sort of, we're testing at the moment as well. And so you know, I'll share some of those results, I'm sure, as we learn a bit more throughout the year. Um, hopefully you found that useful. Russ, I'm not sure if there was enough or any in there that was going to help you, but hopefully at least one or two might have given you some food for thought. You can adapt to your situation. Um, so yeah, thanks again for, for tuning in. Hopefully that was of some use. And um, thanks as always for listening in. And until next time, uh, take care. I'll see you soon.